Good morning, everyone. I hope you're well. So welcome to the Saturday slot. So this morning we are doing Moving for Schools. Get the timing right for your home search, sale and your children's new start. It's always a big thing, isn't it? Um, the thought of it, moving home. So that's what we're going to be covering this morning. Morning, Jim. I, I have no idea what happened there. <laughs> <laughs> I lost you, so I just continued. <laughs> Green ones in the system this morning. Anyway, uh, yeah, absolutely. Moving schools, getting the timing right for your home search and children's new start and the uh, new um, uh, season for school, which is round about, it's August usually, you know, typical August. Yeah. Uh, we're yeah. going to be talking about tomorrow's, uh, on today's show, about securing your place at the preferred school, how to do that, preparing and supporting your children for the school, for the new school, getting the timing right as well. We're also going to be talking about how to park slowly. And unpack fast um, and discover your new neighbourhood as well. These are all the subjects we're going to talk about today uh, on this show. Um, and uh, Perry, do you want to start, you know, moving home? Yeah, I mean, moving home with your family is a momentous thing, um, especially when it involves changing schools. Um, and I'm going to go off to kind of point here in regards to that, because Jim, I mean, you know my, my background in history before we kind of became a pairing, if you like. Um, and I've worked from Aberdeen down to Hampshire. And as well as making all the exciting choices about moving home and what that brings and the new experiences, the neighbourhoods, all these topics that we're going to cover today. I think for me, the biggest thing that Billy and I were concerned about, um, I was excited about my new job. Billy was excited yep. about exploring new golf courses, mm -hmm. but it was the children and finding schools for the kids. Um, it was even harder for us because we had twins. So yep. you've got two children of the same age trying to find two spots, never mind one. Um, yeah. It became even more complicated because we also had made the choice that we didn't want the boys going into the same classroom because we wanted them to try and create a little bit of identity because in all other aspects of their life, they were like a kind of crutch to each other. Yeah. So I can totally relate to this topic. Um, so I can see how parents out there might be thinking, you know, would we want to do it and how do we do it and how do we organise ourselves and all the fear factors that come with that. But mm. I think although it can be challenging for everyone, um, it can also be an exciting new chapter, and that's how we looked at it. We looked at it as an exciting new chapter for our family. But nonetheless, we're switching from primary to secondary, because that's a big jump up as well for children, isn't it? Um, they might not like their current school, uh, might not be wanting any changing in their location for work, perhaps. You're looking at it as a family, which is what I was doing. Or actually, you might be moving just because you need more space. Mm -hmm. um, but there's plenty to think about, and those things include securing a place at that preferred school, as I've said preparing and supporting your children, because it's quite a nerve-wracking thing for them. And I know Jack and Ollie, our first real move that we did with the boys was when they were only seven. Um, and that was quite daunting for them. Um, it's also about getting that timing. You mentioned it there, Jim, about, you know, is it August? But actually, how do you prepare for August? Because you can't just decide in July that you're going to be doing this. <laughs> you know, it, yeah. it takes months and months of planning, doesn't it? Um, packing up and moving in as well, that's a big thing. Um, settling into your new neighbourhood. Those are challenges as well, you know, if you're going to a new place that you don't really know. But managing all of that is, it's no mean feat, to be honest, and it takes a lot of juggling. So selling and buying a property usually takes, as we know, mm -hmm. between four and six months. So really, if you're looking at new schools, you need to be going now, don't you, in that planning stage? Absolutely. You know, you know yourself, um, selling a house now roughly takes on average about two months, um, on average, you know. We've been selling them just there the now on social media, you know, before we even got to a website in two or three days, we're get, getting on websites. Um, but it's not to discount the fact that don't have the assumption that your house is going to sell straight away and it's all going to be easy. So the next school term is going to be quite straightforward and it's all going to fit into plan. The whole point is mm -hmm. to make sure you get an advance notice on that so you understand where you are. Because what happens if you leave it till two or three months down the line? and then put it on the market, your house, to settle, to move to the next area, and then find out your house isn't doing as well as it should have, because the economy's maybe taking a turn. It's maybe, base rates have maybe gone up significantly more, inflation's maybe still staying at where it is right now. These are all the factors you've got to build into account, and they're outside of your control. So that makes it even more difficult um, for you to actually do anything about your house sale. So you can think about, you know, my house is going to fly off the shelf. It's at the great price point. Next door flew off the shelf as well. But we've seen that sometimes where next door's maybe flown off the shelf. And then the next minute, another house goes on exactly the same. No one's interested. Nothing happens. Yeah. And I would rather live with the certainty of knowing what I can predict and knowing what I can mm -hmm. get through than the fear of I actually not being able to, not being able to do what I was meant to do. Because mm -hmm. that's more stressful as far as I'm concerned. It, it is, absolutely. It. 
the one of the things that you know I encountered as well, or I encountered as well, is it wasn't traditionally about moving schools, but it was to do with moving schools as such. Is I really didn't want my children to go to the school that I went to, um, mm-hmm. I, you know, because because when I went for the visit, I realised that this place has never changed for, for the last oh, really? thirty years. It's like, well, maybe maybe it's exactly twenty or thirty years, but this place has never changed since I left it. It was literally, literally, I stood up and just said. It's literally just a lick of paint you've put on the wind on the walls. And <laughs> apart from that, I can't see any change in this school at all from when I was there. And when I was there, it was almost like a, it was almost like a you know, like a tribe. It was almost like a tribe mentality and, and how people were and how the people how the peoples were as well. So and how we Did you were. find as, as well as recognizing that about the, the building, Jim, did you actually feel almost like in a mental capacity as well that you were turned into that like 13, 14 year old person again? And was that the reason why you thought, oh, I don't want my kids to be that person in this situation or no, I just felt that they would encounter the same well, I, I kind of, I, I never felt it on myself. I just felt that they would possibly encounter the same sort of challenges that I had when I grew up in yeah. that environment. And it wouldn't mm-hmm. be the most encouraging environment for them to have in order mm-hmm. to be the best person they can be or, or yeah. excel. So my responsibility as a parent, really, is to give them the best chances mm-hmm. in life and give them the best mm-hmm. opportunities in life as well. And I just Absolutely. felt that wasn't the right route for them. So I, I took the decision to to have my kids go into a, a a high school in a in a different location, um, which was Wade and which was Madras. So mm-hmm. Tony went to Wade because it was a natural progression because some of her friends were going to Wade, uh, and then the boys went to Madras because again some of their friends were going to Madras and St Andrews. Mm-hmm. Um, bus fares was a killer, but nowadays <laughs> nowadays bus fares free for under you know the under is it under eighteen or under twenty one or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, children young people under twenty one yeah. under eighteen uh, and five bus fares are free. So mm-hmm. literally, they can go anywhere they want now, whereas I had to work out the investment cost, because it is an mm-hmm. investment in their future and their education, of yeah. um, of working out, uh, you know, wh- how much is this going to cost us to do this, especially mm-hmm. for the, the two boys, because they were there at the same time. So it was basically yeah. two bus fares every single time um, yeah. for that reason. Um, but but it was well worth it. It was a good investment mm-hmm. and, and in their future as well and give them the best start. Um, so yeah. these are the things we've got. We'll talk about in here as well uh, about how to secure your place at the preferred school. I mean, mm-hmm. managing that—it's like what you said, Perry. Managing that by 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 all means is no mean feat. Uh, mm-hmm. Selling and buying a property usually takes that, and possibly even between four and six months. Um, yeah. So we are at four. We're at March, April, May, June, July. Literally, we're almost August. Yeah. You're literally <laughs> about. You're literally four months, and you're into August. Um, mm-hmm. And you really want to be settled before then, if you're actually, especially if you're changing an area or if mm-hmm. you're changing a job and going to a different location, yeah. that makes a huge uh, difference. And 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 it makes spring, it makes spring the time to get your home on the market to move in the summer holidays before the start of the new school year. So, just I tell you what, let's explore uh, how you can coordinate selling your home, um, finding a new one and changing schools to make the whole process smooth, as smooth and as swift as possible. Right. Now, let, Perry, let's talk about, you know, securing a place at your preferred school. Um, it, it's Now, this is, a, this is a universal way. This is, you know, this is for the English schools as well as the Scottish schools. Mm-hmm. We have a wee bit of different um, um, take on this, um, but, but mm-hmm. we'll, we'll go with this and then we'll, we'll add our adaptations in for the localities um, and then we'll talk about it from there. So what, yeah. what's your thoughts, securing your place for school? I mean, you know, you've probably already got your tired of place um, if they're starting a new school year, August stroke, September, depending on where your location is. But yeah. if they're going to a new school next year, um, it's time really, as we said, to kind of start that planning and that application now. Um, the That's where it slightly differs, because if you're in an area, for example, Fife, the, the experience I had was if I then went to uh, Wader Madras and says, look, you know, I would rather they go there. They then said, well, we have to plan our intake from the catchment schools first. And then mm-hmm. once we've got that settled, then we can consider your application for your mm-hmm. children um, after that event. Um, so that's where it slightly differs. So you will get that sort of uh, response from your local your local high schools and secondary mm-hmm. schools um, and in Scotland. I know that. Yeah. Anyway. Um, it's, the same anyway, it's, quite, it's quite straightforward. You just apply for the placement yeah. and, uh, and, and then they work out that from there. 
yeah they do but that can be quite time consuming as well because i remember when we were in aberdeen and we were moving to kent and to try and get those two placements for the boys it was pretty stressful and we were really just fortunate in the end actually um, in the way that the, yeah. the intake went that time but you know as well as getting recommendations is one of the things to think about as well is actually if you're moving to a new area you might not know what the schools are like um, we didn't so you know it's about doing your homework you know if you can get a recommendation for someone as well about the school that's obviously a great thing you know from other parents um maybe teachers you know that you've got an acquaintance with or parents that can put you in touch with teachers and your current school as well they will have an indicator as to what the new school is like they'll all speak to one another the community will discuss that as in the teaching community yeah um a good way to do it as well and actually to be honest it's not something i thought about at the time because i wasn't really in this job but i would never have even thought of actually ask them a local estate agent because they'll know um, you know that didn't even come into my thoughts when i was going through that and that's a really good way of looking at it isn't it well they really well they should <laughs> if it's a good one they should <laughs> I'm gonna, now i know you know i know and that's why because it's like you know some might not be as educated about the local schools as other estate agents mm -hmm. you know you, yeah. you have to look for the good premium brands i would say because they can put the time and investment in looking into that research whereas mm -hmm. the what i call the volume the box shifters um, they tend to just do, you know, sell a house, sell it out, sell a house, sell it yeah. out, sell a house, sell it out. You know, that's it. Um, and, and they don't have the time to afford to actually invest in actually investigating what the best schools are, what the best restaurants are, what the best cafes are, and all these different things uh, in, your, in your move. So, you know, yeah, yeah, you could ask a local estate agent. Depends on what answer you get. But I would ask a few, I would say. Yeah, I would as well. And actually, you know, again, if your estate agent is a, is a decent one and we've done this and I know I personally have done this where I've got people that are maybe moving into this location. Um, I've actually asked some of our clients, you know, what is the school like that your children go to? Would you recommend it to someone else? You know, we've connected yeah. we've connected people in that way. So I think that's a really important thing to do. Check mm -hmm. out the local school websites is also a recommendation. You know, look at their league tables. How are they performing? Um, how is Ofsted rating that school? I know that's a very topical thing at the moment, Ofsted, with what's going on in the news. So, you know, you've got to be careful in that regard. But I mean, inspection reports um, can help you narrow down your search as well. You will get an overview and a, a good flavour for it at the end of the day. Um, to allow yourself to kind of get the best option for your child if it's an area you're not familiar with. Um, I think contacting each school on your shortlist as well to confirm if they've got availability of places. You know, if you just zone in and get yourself down to one school, actually mm -hmm. unlucky you might not get in there because they might be full so you know you've got to make sure that you have like a plan b um i would i would say and when you were looking at the the things for for tony and the boys jim did you kind of have plan b's or did was that kind of your go-to or how did it impact well, kind of, it was indicated straight away that it shouldn't be a problem um right. so we didn't we didn't feel nervous about it we did feel kind of you always have that doubt in the back of your mind it's like well we will get this um but would, I think it was either it was either Wade or Madras for both, mm -hmm. um, for that reason because the, because they're good performing schools and they always have mm -hmm. been, uh, and that's 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 why I that's why I, I chose the one or the other. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so always have a plan B would be my recommendation as well. Um, the visit I would also visit them. You know, take your kids to have a look at it in school term. That's always yeah. a good thing as well. Um, visit it, take the kids along, let them ask some questions. Because it's very daunting for them as well if they're going to a new area. You know, they might be giving up friends, they're giving up their school, they're giving all the things that they're comfortable with. So mm -hmm. if you are able to take them in advance, that's a good thing. Um, I loved it actually when we took the boys to the, the school when we, when we moved down to Kent. Because in England as well, because it's so warm down there, all the children, wear, the boys all wore their little kind of grey shorts. And it was so cute with their little stick legs hanging out the grey shorts. <laughs> but they were nice. But the boys I didn't look good. I couldn't stand shorts. <laughs> the boys I couldn't stand the fact that I had to wear shorts. It was just oh, frustrating. I'd, yeah. I had like, I, and I, prob I probably, well, I don't have now, but I, I had uh, like bird's legs. You know, Chicken just like legs. really thin, really thin legs, and it's just did they look right at all? Eh? I know. I quite liked it though, because they're they lovely blonde hair and they're they're nice tan and whatnot. But anyhow, they, they're things to think about as well that you might not have thought of. But application deadlines differ, as we said earlier on. You know, so make sure again you do your homework. You know, between England, Scotland, and Wales, they all have kind of different intake times. Um, but count on January of the same year for your primary school. So you're probably looking at, at applying January, February, March, as we said earlier. Um, to get them in at that kind of September time. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, we've got links on this post actually. You can click on England, Scotland, and Wales to find out the different uh, the different mm. times that you should be contacting your your yeah. uh, secondary school. Yeah, and I think the biggest thing to think about as well, and it's like you said, Jim, about good performing schools. You've mentioned the two there, but the most popular and good performing schools could potentially be oversubscribed as well. So again, it's about getting yourself on that list and do that early, as early as you can, to try and get your children in there. Yeah. What other things should people kind of be looking at in that regard, Jim? Um, I think um, you can still, well, you can still apply for the deadlines, you know, to make the, the application year and the local authorities are obliged. I mean, the law, the, the rules dictate that they're obliged to consider every single child. It's quite interesting, uh, Andrea says in here, in this comment, the education department said, my grandson has to go to the school closest to where he lives as the crow flies, except the council say that his catchment school is actually further away than the one you can see from the house. <laughs> and then you wonder, <laughs> so you've got to think about, you know, if that's the education department. <laughs> yeah. What does that say about the education? <laughs> what hope is there? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, uh, we're doomed, Captain Marlin. We're doomed. Um, you know, it's 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 a it's a challenge at times. Um, the one thing I love about what um, the East Newt schools do, they have um, uh, they have a, a an away a day weekend or whatever it is, and we're actually helping finance that. We're we're contributing over £2,000 towards the bus costs because the transportation costs have gone up. So over 100 children from the East Newk area, our young people, will be going uh, to the Broomley um, Centre in West Linton. Now, that, that's an opportunity for them all to meet each other. Uh, so when they do go to high school, there's no confrontation because they now know each other. So this is all about them uh, uh, developing themselves as young people um, and, uh, and communication and also it helps them build confidence and leadership and resilience through through team working together um, so th that's an ideal blueprint it's, uh, which most which most educational catchment areas follow um and they actually they actually do that now whereas they used to just have days well some of them will still do this where they actually have days everybody appears there at the same time for the open days and the walk around the schools and then they get to see other 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 young people who will actually be there and and their uh, in school at the same time mm -hmm. so again, again it's familiarization days i think they call it um, i think it is a good thing if you think about it as adults when we're socializing there can be a bit of apprehension about it you know we we both know how we are in that kind of social thing jim is is coming across as confident people but when you're put out of your comfort zone sometimes it doesn't quite work so and we should by this point in our lives have the social skills to be able to adapt but no, I, don't, don't. I don't remember i don't remember going to an open day at school no, <laughs> before I I just yeah. remember turning up at high school and looking at a sheet on the window and saying 1S7, that's you, Jim. Uh, <laughs> and then, then other names, you look to other names on the list. Uh, and then you look through and go, oh, thank God, I know them from I know them from Park Hill. I know them from, I know them. And it's like, and, but I don't know all of these people. I have no idea who they are. Um, and, and to one degree, it's actually quite good because it builds character. It uh, and it gets you used to being uncomfortable as a young person on the other degree and um, for some people it's a bit overwhelming on that day and and it could end up setting them up for the rest of the the rest of the mm -hmm. term in not the right frame of mind if that if if, if that makes sense to people um, yeah. some people will relate to that completely out there um because that's what it was like for them um, mm -hmm. and i relate to that as well because it was like that for me and then you you kind of it's kind of like Dare I say, and I'll compare it to the animal kingdom where you jostle for your position in this in this classroom in this in this year as well, and then then you end up in its in its classic like your typical teen movies where the where you go into you know isolated units where you've got you know you've got and and I know the politically correct thing is like you've got the geeks and then you've got the you've got the you've got the at that time, it was the punks, it was the mods, it was the rockers, it was, you know, all these different sort of things. Uh, the new romantics, I believe mm. Billy was one of these. He was. <laughs> he had the flick and the, the plastic belt. <laughs> that's right. Because um, I do remember that. Um, and, and so that's the that's the sort of things you, you, that happens. You just, it just falls into that sort of it's position. It's just a natural thing. 
I don't know if that happens now, though. I, I don't. I don't actually see if that happens because music doesn't play a huge part, whereas it mm. did in our in our day. Music mm. played a huge part in in almost your culture identity. Yeah. The honest answer to that is I don't know either, to be frank. Um, I think it's much more open now, isn't it? And there's not so much of that. Um, but I'm don't hold me that. Really don't know. But I think it, apart from that part of the kids fitting in and your children going to school, you want catchment areas can make yeah. a place trick getting a place for your kid tricky as well um you know especially if you don't live there yet that can be an issue so as we said it's never too early to plan and i think even if your children are a few years away from changing schools you need to plan and get ready to go now i tell you what i do remember as well the judgmental people and the okay. fact that you're sending your children to a different school outside the area what's wrong with a local secondary school mm. and i was like well it's just the way it is eh? Um, and, and, but then you've got to make a judgment for your own for your own children, and and, and I, do, I do think affordability was a lot to do with it as well, and the fact mm -hmm. that buses were horrendous in terms of costs because you're literally mm -hmm. your children are travelling every single day to another area and have to pay for it. Whereas now you don't have that challenge, um, mm -hmm. so you can you can make choices based on not not a financial choice anymore. It's more it's more what you think is more appropriate for your children. Um, yeah. A lot of people just follow the they follow the herd and they're just like, okay, it was good enough for me. It's good enough mm -hmm. for everybody else. Um, I just felt at that time that you know um, I didn't feel it necessary for them to go through possibly what I'd gone through. So that maybe made my decision a wee bit easier to do that. But then Elaine felt like that as well, you know, mm -hmm. in, in terms of because she went to the same school, high school as I went to, and yeah, and that's what that's what made our decision uh, based on mm -hmm. that. Um, so. Don't forget your children will get to school. Uh, well, don't forget how your children will get to school because that's quite important. And we just talked about that in terms of buses yeah. or driving or anything like that. You have to make sure you've got the time to do that. So whether you're driving them, you're making your own way, research wow. routes and probable journey times in the car, uh, maybe even if they're going on a bike or you're cycling or public transport or walking to make sure it's a, it's, it's a practical choice. Um, and you have to consider things as well, like, you know, and when you get to winter time, it will be dark potentially when they're coming home. Mm -hmm. with them. So are you going to pick them up or are you going to, are they going to get the bus? Um, there's a lot of bus services on now for schools, which makes it a lot more easier. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I do remember it was easy for us for the buses as well. However, some of the local authorities have actually cut back on buses. Uh, and they've yeah. been more stringent about mm -hmm. who uh, the certain distance, almost as exactly what Andrea said. You, you know, as the crow flies, you're you're less than one mile away from our school. Um, mm -hmm. So therefore, you shouldn't get a bus pass. Um, yeah. And yet, it's like, but if I go through every single street to get here, I'm about one and a half miles. Mm -hmm. It's true. and But it's not just that as well. It's like you said, Jim, it's how they're going to get there. But there's also financial implications or historically there was for parents. And I yeah. remember when I went to the other school, I didn't go to the one you went to. I went to the other one. <laughs> But I had to walk. Ooh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you went. You went to. All oh, right. Okay. You went to the other school. <laughs> I, I went to that one. Uh, but we had the, we had the swimming pool, so we were better. <laughs> we did have a swimming pool as well. I uh, well, was it though? Um, but no, I didn't. Well, it, it, was a, it was a paddling pool, but we pretended it was a swimming pool. Yeah, but I I just I remember back then, it's like you say, and it's like you didn't always get you know your bus routes for free and the inclusion of that and again back then all the families were big you know every, everybody in our street had like four or five children in their homes and we actually had to walk to school and actually it's one of the things that i really enjoyed about it so i remember even as a young child just the groups of you used to walk to school together um and it wasn't a five minute walk you know i was going from mount Fleury to kirtland high school and you were cutting over the bridge at the dam when the trains used to run and things like that and so but in those days, you, you had the freedom to do those things. And I think that yeah. nowadays, would you let your child do that? Probably not. <laughs> no, that's the thing, yeah. When you yeah. think about the things that we used to we used to be okay with, it's like, you know, mm -hmm. I, okay then, just go for a three-mile walk in the uh -huh. forest on your own at eight, eight years old. Uh, mm -hmm. It's these sort of things. And you, you now think to yourself, is that the wisest choice? Um, yeah, I know. So what about yeah, preparing so and supporting your children then? I mean, how could you do this? I mean, moving... A new home and changing schools can be actually challenging, even the most resilient child um, and young person for them. And, and worrying about how they'll cope and settle into the new environment is actually completely natural, as we said before. Mm -hmm. Fortunately, there are plenty of options to help them feel more comfortable and confident 
-hmm. Now, here are some of them. Uh, so involve them in the involve them in the family move by helping mm -hmm. them pack their belongings uh, and ask them how they'd like to decorate their new bedroom. Mm -hmm. That's a great one. Uh, encourage questions and be honest and open about why you're moving and what to expect. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the, the one for me I, I quite like is talk about talk about the places to visit in the new neighborhood uh, by looking at pictures online and mm -hmm. playing with Google Earth to and making plans to visit somewhere mm -hmm. funny when you're there. So actually mm -hmm. go and visit the area, go and visit places that are there, get them comfortable in the surroundings, get them used to what's in the area. And um, it kind of gives them a bit of enthusiasm. Uh, people will not, inherently as humans, this is our behavior, unless the, unless, and this is the, this is the key here, we tend to look at things at pain points. So mm -hmm. the pain of staying um, is less than the pain of moving. People would ideally want to stay because they're comfortable. Yeah. Um, but you have to then make it so the um, so the it's the it's the nurture more than likely rather than the rather than the pushing it's the nurture mm -hmm. nurture them to the next stage and by encouraging them to see all the benefits of moving what the what there is available and the wider opportunities and the and what it is for them you know mm -hmm. fair enough most most young people now communicate via phones yeah. so you don't need to be face to face with them all the time so they're on they're they're playing <laughs> games around the world now, uh, whereas our internet, for me, was basically a CB radio. Yeah. That, that was the internet. That's what mm -hmm. effectively was, you know, 1414 for a copy or 1214 for a copy. When <laughs> when you were when you were old, if you're older, 12 for a copy, then mm -hmm. 14. And then you went to channel 19 for getting people from further afield, 19 for a copy, and then on the side and your handle and all the rest of it. I was, I was silver surfer, by the way. <laughs> Even though I here, I just like Silver Surfer. That was all. Um, <laughs> so that's that was our sort of internet and our interaction mm -hmm. online with people mm -hmm. was effectively on CB radio. But now mm -hmm. young people have huge opportunities in every oh, area. Yeah, they have the world at their fingertips. And what you're suggesting? Don't know how good they've got it. <laughs> they're spoiled. <laughs> in my <They're> day, <laughs> the entitlement but, culture. <laughs> I know, absolutely. But there is a bit of that, though, that kind of I, I wish was accessible to me because, you know, the I internet... Used to and your mum and dad saying that as well. And I used to go, aye, OK, then. Give it a rest. I'll never be like that. Ta -da. I'll be probably like that. I'll open my mouth sometimes and hear my dad speaking. Yep. I've often said that. I said, oh, gosh, I sound just like what mum would say. Um, but I think it's really important to involve the children in that and, and let them see what potentially is in the community. That's one of the things that we did with, with Jack and Ollie was making sure that they were involved in what we were doing, all the good, exciting stuff. So they were really not then focusing on the fear factor and the uncomfortableness. Yeah. They were getting excited for all the new things that were to come. So it made them a wee bit more of a kind of exploring children as well, which is quite good. Because, again, as you said, Jim, that, that kind of gives children confidence, doesn't it, to kind of put them into different situations. Um, which was always challenging for them because actually they were always together, you know. So mm. it was trying. It was about trying to separate them out and do other things and meet new people to kind of bring them on as individual people, which was a good thing as well. But it does get children to look for the excitement and where they're going, so it doesn't become such a stressful worry for them as well. Yeah. So encourage them to keep in touch with old friends. You know, arrange mm -hmm. um, times that they could meet up. Uh, thanks to technology, as I said before, staying connected is easier than ever. Um, mm -hmm. With the right support and preparation, you'll find that children can quickly thrive in their new school and neighbourhood, making new friends and discovering new interests. So be careful not to put your own prejudice and your own judgments on how you feel about how they feel. Because mm -hmm. that is a, that's a kind of, dare I say, dangerous precedent to do. You know, it's like, oh, I, you know, I, I oh, I don't want to move and it's like upsetting for me. And then that that's reflected on you as a parent. And then you think, am I, am I letting them down or anything like that? But mm -hmm. It's like anything, it's just resistance to change, that's all. Um, so mm. learning that could actually be a great thing about how to how to embrace change. So this is yeah. what it's all about, you know, for for a young person, how to embrace that change and how to take it forward. And that will that will that will give them a new set of life skills straight away, won't it? Definitely. I, I honestly can't I, I could not believe the confidence that my boys kind of took over after their first move because they were kind of 
thrown into a mix and it's like that old adage when we were young as well eh? well you'll just have to sink on them go on with it <laughs> and there was a bit of that but actually it did give them resilience and that was a really positive thing mm-hmm. um and it is all as well about getting that timing right you know that, that's one of the things we want to speak about next is getting your timing right we've talked about you know the months that it could potentially take to get us get into school but yeah obviously for your children the least disruptive time to move your children from one school to another is during the summer holidays if you can mm-hmm. and trying to move them in term time is always going to be a bit of a challenge isn't it but when do you get started and and how how do you go about that then well that's i mean as we said earlier on march and april really are the perfect months to get planning and i know you said earlier on in the show jim about it being march now but actually if you think about it next weekend's april so you know you're, you you're really are exactly so you really are there now so you know these are this is the perfect time never mind these are the perfect months this is the perfect time to be doing that to get your home in the market get yourself organized give yourself enough time to secure your buyer as we said jim you know we're selling from social media but actually some other properties can take a bit longer so you've got to build mm-hmm. that factor in as well yep. um so, you know give your time yourself time to get that buyer but also give yourself self time to find that new home so you may have an idea of an area and what school goes but as as Andrea said, if the crow doesn't fly the right way, that school might not be for you. So you need to make sure that you've kind of got your distance in right as well. Mm. So the legal process takes a bit of time as well. And um, that can be stressful about dates as well. And if the dates kind of keep shifting, then how does that affect what you're trying to do in your planning? So there's a big part of that to play as well, isn't there? More importantly, if you're expecting things like uh, video um, in your listing, if you want that sort of thing, if you want video, if you want um, location footage, like drone footage, and aerial photographs, you have to make sure you get in touch with your estate agent way beforehand because they've got to literally get no wind, sunshine, blue skies, no rain, all to coincide on the same day at the same time. And that's no easy for, you know, particularly um, for Fife, example, you know, because we're predominantly mainly, you know, right along the coast and we're kind of near to sea almost within 20 minutes um, mm-hmm. of the centre of five. So you can sit in the centre of five and you could be at a seaside by, in 20 minutes' time, but mm-hmm. or even less than that. Mm-hmm. The difficulty is, though, we uh, we weather the storms quite badly when they come along and the winds and stuff like that. And there's different mm-hmm. microclimates in different mm-hmm. areas of life, depending on where you are. And you mm-hmm. could literally have the, the blazing sunshine and blue skies over in St Andrews. And you can go to Kirkcaldy and it's pouring and rain and black skies. Yeah, um, and it's I I I'm amazed at the the microcosm the the climates are, the multi climates are actually right across five, um, mm-hmm. and so that makes a fundamental difference, and that's why it's important to actually give your estate and heads up beforehand. There's often I've said to someone, look, you know, how long are you going to be? Are you going to put it on? And says, well, it's going to be a, probably about a month and a half. I go, perfect. Mm-hmm. I can get my drone guy. We can get the mm-hmm. paperwork done now. And it's like, oh well, it's going to be a month and a half. So could we not just do the paperwork then? I'm like. Well, in order for me to commit a, a, you know, our expert who's, you know, does Michelin star restaurants work for what does work for Rolex STV and every and every other person under the sun, in order to give them that commitment from us, we have to then get signed paperwork so we can tell him to go and proceed on your behalf in order mm-hmm. to get all these things to coincide at the right time, the sun, the moon, the stars, and all the rest of it. Mm-hmm. Now, for the for the lower value properties, we've got generic video footage which is perfect because we've collated all that stuff over time. But if you want this folk location footage exactly on your house with blue skies and sunshine and no rain and and the tide in as well. See, there's another one. You've got to get the tide in if you're a coastal village because you don't want to see all the rocks. You want no. to see beautiful blue seas splashing up against the rocks. And it's like, wow, <laughs> that that is very, very emotive. So if, in order to get these these perfect shots, that's what you have to plan mm. well in advance in order to do that. So if you want bespoke video footage, that's what you have to do, especially if you want a proper walkthrough presentation, television-wise. Mm. And we, we do our personal property tours, and we often, you, you know, we're on uh, high-quality mobile, high-definition cameras, and we'll do it one-to-one, and we could do that. But if you want, for example, like me, to commission uh, a production company to come in and actually film us, on a, on a more or less a, the, what is we call a, the video set, the actual the television set itself, which is your house, and make sure that's all staged properly and the lighting there as well. We have to plan all these people in advance because they can't just say, oh, well, I'll come and see you tomorrow. So that's the sort of thing that you need to contact your agent well beforehand in order to get that done. 
so you're prepared for that process. Um, the most important thing I would say to that is, why is that important that you actually get proper talk-ups? Well, it's, it's how many times do you, well, look at the television. Would you watch the television if all they did was show you pictures and the script that you had to read? You wouldn't. That's the fundamental difference between the video content that most people are doing right now as a stage, in other words, just music and walkthroughs, instead of actually doing proper presenter talk-ups, you know, yeah. like, you know, uh, grand designs, you know, um, ho you know, homes from overseas and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. That is a proper talk-up. That's mm -hmm. what gets people's juices flowing. That's what drives the price point at the end. And that's what often gets the person that might be undecided to actually decide to come and see your house and potentially buy it. That's the fundamental difference. And, and a lot of people, well, the public just don't understand that because they're not a stage they're not they're not they're not world class in that field if that makes sense and I will have that bold assumption that we're world class we, we are the number one stage in Scotland for the third year running and we're sitting going into the Estes which is a Oscar stage and says uh, uh, awards we're sitting going in about 99% approval rating which means mm -hmm. we'll possibly get that again if not the UK um mm -hmm. so you know it's and, and it's not us that's saying that it's our customers mm -hmm. so we're doing something right Definitely. And our customers are telling us we're doing something right. Still want that 1% though. <laughs> Who was it? You make a valuable point there, though, and it is all about that timing as well for the person, isn't it? And those things mm -hmm. do take time. And how many times have we, have we gone out, Jim, and it's like the perfect setting in the morning and then you get to location and you think, we just can't do it today. You know, we're going to have to come back and do it another day. So it's all about that jiggling around as well. But well, also, I often, I often say to a customer, it's like, you know, I know the best day and I look at my app and I say, okay, the weather, and I'm sitting looking at it right now, and the weather is on, sorry, that's Iamonte in Spain. <laughs> that's me. That's, me <laughs> that's a week away. <laughs> the weather, apparently, on Monday is the only time on the app it says sunshine. See that? Yeah. So I would be saying to a customer, if, if I was going round, because I, I do a video often at the weekends as well. I just say, look, you know, to be honest, the weekend's got the best weather. If you're okay for me to think on my feet, in other words, just say, right, I'm coming round in the next mm -hmm. half an hour to do your video walkthrough, um, then that's perfect. I'm happy to do it any day at the weekend. So let's plan it for Saturday if you're okay with that. And then typically they'll maybe say, look, can we do it Sunday? And I'm like, fine, Sunday will be perfect. Now, generally, the best times to video and to, to actually do footage is uh, mornings because yeah. the the world hasn't woken up in our area yet. The clouds haven't come over yet. Therefore, the, the, the skies usually are nice and bright and blue. Uh, the tide is sometimes often in. And then also you've got that, you've got no wind and uh, and you've got that perfect clarity um and and hardly anybody's up at that point in time in the early mornings at the weekends so that's that's the usually the perfect time to do it and that's why i take the opportunity to do that but but you know it's it, and remember you only get a first chance to you only get one chance to create a first impression although mm -hmm. we have a sneaky wee video that actually tells you you can get a second chance and how to do that <laughs> on our youtube channel um, um, five properties TV, but and you can look that up if you want how we get a second chance to make a good first impression. Um, but my advice then is, and and we say in here, you know, get and generally most estate agents say get two or three valuations for your from your local estate agents. But to be honest, just get us. <laughs> <laughs> Who wrote this, Jim? <laughs> no, but uh, you know, we say get two or three, and it's like, and, and I've heard some, I've heard somebody say to me. And I'm saying, right, okay, we're ready to go. And then they just say, but you said, Jim, you should get two or three. And I'm like, I was only kidding. <laughs> I, said, I was only kidding when I said that, to be diplomatic. To be honest, I know I'm the best in the whole country, if not the world. So, um, and, and that could be big-headed, but it's the awards that, that tell you that. And it's your customers that tell you that as well. It's no me. Um, so if that's what it says for itself, you get you get a stage and say, work out your budget for your next home and get ready with your and get ready to sell with the tips. Now we've got tips on here for the spring viewing tips mm -hmm. um, and the blogs on here as well, the podcast and the video we did the other week. And mm -hmm. um, you could also use our smooth moves uh, uh, video as well and content, which is on this link again in this post. Um, and you can click on that and listen to everything. And these are guides to pick the best of stage and strip out the potential delays when the when 
and and then hit the market as soon as possible to catch the early spring activity. Right? Contact agents in your area as well to make to you want to move to and cultivate the relationships and first in line when suitable homes come up for sale. Um, that's that's key, a really yeah. big one. Oh, that's a big one, Jim. I had, that, I had that yes, yeah, I had that yesterday. I've got a couple at the moment. I know exactly what they're looking for. And I was at a property yesterday and I'm walking around it and I'm thinking, yeah, this is the one for them. And I had the, the client that I was visiting isn't a client yet. Well, they weren't yesterday. They are today. <laughs> um, <laughs> so thank you. Um, and that's the conversation I was having with them was very much a case of, you know, the way that we do things. And the video part came up as well because they've got the beautiful big garden. That's like, well, what if it's a yucky day? I says, if it's a yucky day, I'll come another day. That's not a problem. We get it in the best yeah. light. So it's so all those things that you talk about. And it's about being flexible that way. But it's also about giving them the confidence that actually you are the right person and you understand what you're doing and that you're going to get them the best foot traffic and how you're going to work with their audience in regards to making all of these things yeah. happen because it's very stressful for them isn't it but this is where it's important to cultivate the relationship with other estate agents as well um, in the area you want to move to because mm -hmm. I, my, as my dad always used to say the wheel that squeaks the loudest gets the most oil mm -hmm. So in other words, if you're on at the estate agent all the time, I mean, we have some customers like that and we know straight away what they want and how they're what they're looking for. And we're at the forefront in their mind when we go out to see a property. And it's the first thing we think of because the customer usually, the, the the prospective client sitting in front of us usually says, well, you've got any, have you got anybody on your books? And I'm like, mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I know straight away we could potentially buy this. However, it's not a case of just saying, oh, you've got something in your books because I'll be honest, 20 people in Fife make a decision every single day to buy and sell a house. So yeah. by saying you've got something in your books, yes, okay. I'll be honest, it's a it's an old story that everybody used to say, oh, yes, I've got loads of people on my list. And it's like, I big newsflash, so is every other stage. Exactly. That's what happens. The most <laughs> important point is what is your digital marketing strategy and how good are you negotiating the best price at the end so I can get the most amount of money so I can make choices, better choices in my move for my next property because I need as much as possible. That's the two questions you should be asking. What's your digital marketing strategy and how good are you negotiating and mm -hmm. prove it to me. Remember, when it comes down to it, it is an interview. You are literally interviewing a job interview for an estate agent to take over the sale of your house on your behalf. So you're interviewing them for a job. Mm -hmm. They should be turning up with a CV and Absolutely. then giving you examples of how successful they are at selling particularly mm -hmm. your type of property and how much they achieve more than the home report value, especially in Scotland, for your property. Now in England, it's a different scenario in Wales as well. It's like yeah. pluck a number out there based on what we think it could achieve. And then we potentially try and work towards that or, or come down below that. In Scotland, mm -hmm. it's the we get a home report and evaluation and then we try and we try and influence that influence that as much as possible mm -hmm. with proper information. Uh, so the surveyor can rely on that, on the current market trends and where they are right now in order to get your highest home report as possible. Because I would rather, I would rather aim for the stars and hit the moon on the way down than mm -hmm. actually aiming for the moon and then try to go to the stars. Yeah. That's, yeah. How, that's how most things are done with home reports. We'll mm -hmm. aim, you know, we'll just try and go to the moon and then we'll try and get to the stars after that. Well, mm -hmm. newsflash, no everybody can afford to pay for the stars after getting to the moon. Yeah. I think that there is there is that element of it, Jim, about the negotiating and the digital marketing, but there's also more to it than that as well. I think your agent really needs to understand that the journey that you're on, and I think that's a really big thing. And yeah. actually, you might be a family that haven't moved for many, many years. You might not have legal representation. You might not have, mm -hmm. you, you, you may need a mortgage and not know how to go around it, and you don't want to just go to a high street branch. You know, where do you get your options? Yeah. Um, and again, yesterday, this is one of the things that I did yesterday, the client that wasn't a client that is now, um, yesterday, one of the things that I also gave them was, you know, they didn't have arrangements for their mortgage. So I was able to put them in touch with someone that could help them. They didn't have a solicitor. So I was able to put them in touch with someone and they said, but what, you'll still do that for us. And I said, well, yeah, I'll still do that for you. Says, whether you come with me or not, that's fine, but you still need that. So I'm going to help you and I'm going to solve that problem for you. Yeah. And all those things make the difference in, in who you choose as well, don't they? It is, it is, it is about somebody that can solve problems every single time, and that's that's ultimately what we're paid for is to solve the the problem at, or 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 make the problem go away. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that's ultimately what you're paid for. Make the problem go away. Don't sell my house. Solve all my problems for me. Uh, exactly. Overcome all my challenges for me. 
show me how I can make it easier for myself. That's what we're paid for. That's mm -hmm. ultimately what, what you get paid for. Yeah. If, you, if, if it's just if you're just looking for somebody to sell a house, doorsteps.co.uk do a great £99 house sale. And, and that's effectively what some other estate agents are actually doing. You know, let's be honest. I could name quite a few. Don't. <laughs> I know I won't. But, I, I, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm just, the, one of the reasons why I got into a state agency because I just felt that the service was poor. Um, and and that's, what, that's what we maintain and that's what our drive is the standards. The, the most important thing is the client experience and the service that we give. Um, that is the most important thing. And the fee is a byproduct of what we do well, uh, ultimately. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, we're talking about, about time. We can we can talk about the, the the following the steps and enough time for selling and buying process. You can confidently navigate your home, the family's home, without interrupting this the, the school process. Uh, mm -hmm. Now this is actually quite a good one about parking slow and unparking fast. I mean, moving house can test your logical skills um, in more ways than one. See, I'm very logical. That's why it's a really additional support to somebody that actually gets me as a stage. And I'm and I believe you're quite logical as well, Perry. More than just like, a wee bit. Uh, yeah, <laughs> just a everything in its place. And that's what that's yeah. what that's what most people need out in a stage. And even more so with children and the changing of schools involved, how to park and unpark uh, can make a difference. And we all recommend the mantra of starting early and start small. Uh, so try yeah. these handy tips um, while we're enjoying and up, while while enjoying an uplifting playlist, um, mm -hmm. you know what are sort of the handy tips? Mine, by the way, Mark Lifting playlist is probably eighties music, and, and a bit of disco as well. You know, seventies. I was listening. I was listening to Absolute Seventies yesterday. I was listening to Chic. I was listening to David Bowie. I was listening. You know, all these different uh, Mott the Hoople, um, mm. all these different people. Um, and I thought, wow, it's just like I love that playlist. Um, mm. What's what's the sort of tips you can give people? for parking slow and unpacking fast in there. Yeah, so I mean definitely a good playlist is good. Um, Jim, you probably saw it. I, I went to the Rothes Halls in Glenrothes last Saturday with my sister to the um, Absolute Disco Night and oh my god it was brilliant. Anyway, Ooh, that's a sidetrack but I like all that as well. It was really, really good. But start your parking process early. Um, the big part of that is the decluttering part. There's no point in putting stuff in boxes that you don't need. Get rid of it. And you'll only mm -hmm. be able to do that if you really take time and, and go through that properly. So absolutely, the decluttering part, that takes time. Uh, put away anything that you don't really need now. So again, that's a good thing. So if you've got like your Christmas things and you're moving in at spring, get all of that stuff away. That's a wee head start yeah. of the packing as well. Um, it takes away the kind of time panic later on if you can do that ahead of yourself as well. So I think that's a really good thing. Um, I think packing room by room is a good thing whenever you can do it. Um, and again, use your smaller boxes. They're easier to hide if you need to. So, you know, your everyday big stuff you're going to always need. That's fine. But the smaller bits, you can put them away, get them away in boxes that you can put in your, your attic, your shed, your garage, or wherever you're going to store it in the meantime. Um, they're lighter to carry as well. That's a big thing. You know, if, if you're going to be doing that and you've got a lot to shift, you need to give yourself time to do it. I know the last time we moved, suddenly I was trying to pick up boxes and I was thinking, hmm. Might have put too much in here or too much of the same thing. One <laughs> <laughs> of the other things, though, with Perry is actually getting rid of the stuff that you don't need, especially for downsizers. You know, yep. this is the biggest challenge for a lot of downsizers. I actually met a couple over on the uh, Antiques Valuation Day. Where we were uh, sponsoring with the Rotary Club in St Andrews um, at the Rufflets. And uh, and they're actually saying, well, we're here today because we're offloading some of our stuff in, in Antiques Valuation Day and we're hoping mm. it'll go to auction and we'll, we'll just get rid of it. Um, mm -hmm. Because we we can't take a lot of the stuff with us now because we're going from a five bedroom house to to literally a three bedroom bungalow and and that's no practical to do that so it's quite daunting that process so okay. it is about starting early and uh, in that in, in that whole process in order to, in order to declutter my top tip for decluttering if you're not really sure what to do is have three boxes one is it's definitely going one is it's going to Facebook marketplace or ebay or, or maybe just going to the bin uh, and the other one is undecided so mm -hmm. get your definitely going get your going in the bin or going somewhere else and then take your undecided box put that in front of you again and do exactly the same thing again and eventually exactly time, you'll whittle it right down to what you mm -hmm. don't need and what you do what you're taking with you 
Yeah, we, Billy and I did that. As you know, we downsized and decluttered two years ago. That's kind of how we met through the journey of you selling my house. Um, but that's one of the things that we did, and it really made the fundamental difference. The undecided, so I have to say, some of those boxes have still not been unpacked in the new house yet, but we're still undecided. So, you know, not all things need to go somewhere else. There are things you want to take with you, but you have yeah. to give yourself time so that you're not panicking. And then all of a sudden you're just throwing everything in and you're taking it. Mm -hmm. You get to the other end and you think, right, where's all this going to go? So packing room by room is a, a really good key thing to be doing as well. Um, once you're in your new place, again, it's about prioritising that and unpacking the things that you kind of need now. So the things the children are going to need. So making sure you know where the stuff for their rooms are, making sure you know where their play things are, making sure if they are tight to the school term starting, have you got their school kit and everything ready as well so that you're not rushing around and making that yeah. more stressful too. So it's about having all those right things easily available to yourself, um, making sure that their bedroom's sorted. You know, they're in a new house, they're in a new environment. You want to make sure that their bed's there because it'll have their scent and their feel and all their comfortableness about it for them. Um, technically, literally, their comfort blanket. <laughs> What is it? <laughs> I'm going to tell you something about me. It's like, that's exactly what I'm like. See, when Elaine washes the covers, it's like, oh, my God. I feel like the cat with, it, with its cat bed, when you wash the cat or the dog's bed, and it's like, wait a minute. Does not like it. This is not my bed. <laughs> does not like it. He does exactly that. See, if you, he's got a little fluffy toy. He's got, well, he's got loads of toys, but this one toy is the toy that he always takes when he's going to sleep. He's like a child. And there are times when I pick it up and I go, oh, my God. And I put it in the washing machine. And I did that the other week, Jim. And I swear to you, he literally sat in front of the washing machine watching it going around because he was like, take it out, take it out. I want it. Yesterday, he just got groomed and he's doing exactly the same thing today. So all of the scent has been cut off of him. And he's just rubbing it against everything and barking at everybody like it's everyone else's fault. But children are kind of the same that way, aren't they? They're not going to be comfortable in their new environment if they don't have their things. Yeah, it's 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 comfort. It's it, believe it or not, it's the smelly trainers. It's mm -hmm. all these different things that actually that still makes them feel without them knowing it, it's a sneaky trick. Without mm -hmm. them knowing it, it, still makes them feel that they're actually in their home. Yeah. So the so so the, the different we we often I often talk about this. Um, you know, we give you the house and you make it a home. You yeah. can make yeah. you can make the new house a home pretty quickly and earlier if you use a lot of your existing um, stuff without actually cleaning up, because everybody goes, I better get new furniture, I better, I better get it fully decorated, I better get new carpets and all these different things. But what, they for, what they've failed to realise is for the younger people, it's like they want their smells, they want all these things, they want to still be in that comfortable environment. So if you're taking them halfway across the country, you're better actually just to take them all the existing stuff and don't wash their covers Mm -hmm. just leave them as they are the now and then maybe a couple of weeks in or a weekend you know that that's just showing me up a couple of weeks, in, <laughs> couple of weeks uh, you mink <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly it it's like weeks in a habit genuinely i've had this shirt on for about the past three weeks Elaine <laughs> 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 sneakily washes it in between <laughs> but you know she's done it though but I tell you, it's quite difficult, actually. For me, it's quite difficult to actually get to sleep when somebody's washed something. Because it's like, I now get the, you get the fresh smells of Lenore. And I love that, though. But that, for me, that's like, oh, geez, that's, uh, that's like, oh, I just tense up. It's just that whole thing. It's, it's nice when you walk into a room and it makes people feel that the room's fresh and everything like that. Mm -hmm. But not for something that's just for me. You know, I, I, I like to feel comfortable in my environment. <laughs> There's enough, you want to crawl in there. There's enough, there's enough messing about and the numbskulls up in my head without actually having to con contemplate that as well. Eh? That's, that's um, your little cave in yeah, your that, bed. Yeah, literally, that's, that's it. It's like, stay out. <laughs> I mean, you, you've been in my office. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is challenging. Yeah. And I know where everything is, even the rubbish. I, know. I remember Elaine once saying to me when we were out socialising and she said, I once went in there and tidied it all up, Perry. Never again. <laughs> True. Because it's like, hey, men have this challenge. Women just tidied up. And it's like the next minute, it's like, where is everything? Where is that, where is that thing that I left on the floor that I was looking for? Yes. I had that challenge recently when just cleaning out the camper van. It's like, where is 
<laughs> Where's this? Where's that? It's like, I can't really find anything now. Who moved it? <laughs> yeah. Okay, Any, let's get back to the yeah, subject. Yeah. Um, aim, aim, aim to flop on a couch as, as, as a family with a takeaway treat. Mm. A takeaway treat's actually quite good as well. Bribing them with treats and chocolates. <laughs> <laughs> I remember my dad did that with me, and I was like, oh, that'll do for me. You know, when they were, when they were refurbing the house, when I think I was 11 years old, and I was like nitromores and wire wool to rub down the doors. You never had dip and strip at that time, eh? It was uh, taking everything off in the staircase and everything as well. And you were basically living in a building site. You had no heating. Uh, everything had just been sprayed with um, wet rot and um, uh, woodworm treatment. So the whole place was stinking of woodworm treatment and everything. That was the days before health and safety, by the way. Um, <laughs> you, had, uh, you had insulation everywhere and, and all the carpets were up. You had bare floorboards and curtains and facings were all primed and everything like that. And uh, literally, he gave me a bar of chocolate and a, and and the sweet tobacco. You know the, the sweeties. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, and that was me, happy as a pig and shit. <laughs> <laughs> At eleven years old. And <laughs> you've stayed like that ever since. <laughs> <laughs> it's never changed. No. <laughs> it's still, no, it's still it, that it, way. It's, it's you know exactly how to change my mood. <laughs> <laughs> get my sweet tobacco <laughs> brilliant um, but yeah it, I mean it is important for children because you want them to settle quickly if they settle you're going to settle it's the same with pets and what have you isn't it your children and animals they tell you never to work with them but you do need to look yeah. after them <laughs> um, but discovering your new neighbourhood I mean that's a big thing as well isn't it and that's vital for you as the adult but also for the children isn't it yeah I think um, that's the final thing we've got to we should uh, discover the neighbourhood is quite important what's the most important thing out of that then I think enjoy like and knowing where you can go for a nice walk with the children, where they can take their bikes, where you can go yeah. for a nice drive, um, find your bearings, um, get to know your neighbourhood, where the parks are, where the playgrounds are, where the woodland walks are if you've got animals as well, because everybody enjoys that and it feels fresh and you're outdoors. Um, it is one into... of the most daunting, but one of the most exciting things about moving home, isn't it? Find all the best mm -hmm. places to go, the love adventures and and treating the move as an exciting opportunity that's probably mm. the most important point and just as you said here what are the other things then i think as well you, you've got to pound your high street i mean i'm a big advocate of our high street in our shop so get down there see what's there all your little local gems and um, your quirky little boutiques and things like that or you'll tend to find those in your high streets your mm. independent bookstores and um, they're always a good thing coffee shops we use those locally frequently jim we're always kind of sharing that with our community of the great things that we find yep. when we're out and about um me, hair salons, it's a big thing for the ladies. Um, not for the silver surfer, but definitely for the ladies. <laughs> um, pubs as well. You know, you want to be out socialising. You want to be meeting new friends. So you remember, you know, do that as well. And stopping with the kids and getting them an ice cream. You know, where is the nice yeah. ice cream parlour? Letting them have a choice. All those things are really important to your family. Um, when you're out in the communities as well, I think checking out the notice boards, you know, if you're in the nature parks, have they got a notice board? Is there events that are coming up? Are there fun things to do? Social um, media is brilliant for that, isn't it? Hugely so, hugely so. I mean, my, my sister and I, with all of the other people's children, we're in Silverburn Park painting birds' nest, uh, yeah. boxes and planting bulbs and things like that. So all those little things that your kids are really going to enjoy. It's really important mm. to try and find those in your social environment. And as you said earlier, Jim, IT and accessibility to data now for for everybody is just great. You can see all of that on there, so that's a really good way yeah. of doing things and getting settled in your community, finding your interests and your hobbies and what you can be doing with yourself and also the children. Um, important things as well, like you know, where is the doctors? Where's the gym? Where's the dentist? You know, where, if you're into yoga, where's your yoga classes? You know, if you're out outdoor sports, where does that probably, take place? Probably one of the most important things for uh, uh, an aging population is the doctors and how close they are. Mm -hmm. You know, I mm -hmm. get it a lot of times and I, when I when I talk to a lot of my clients, when, when I'm sitting with them, they talk about uh, areas and the first thing I'm saying is, is that is that not quite remote for what you've just told me you need? Mm -hmm. um, you're literally about 10 or 15 miles away from any doctors or hospitals, especially if you're needing all this long-term care and support. Yeah. And then they go. Then they actually think about it and go. I never really thought about it like that. It's I just didn't. Know. Aye, because what happens? You know what happens if if, if you take a turn and uh, and your you, the snows a lot more than what you expected. It's mm -hmm. not going to be easy to get to the hospital. And mm -hmm. you know the situation with ambulances now. So mm -hmm. you know. And so I actually I'm actually quite frank and quite open with in the conversations that I have with with a lot of the people I go and see. 
um, to, to let them understand the practicalities of, of mm -hmm. what they're trying to decide. Mm -hmm. um, and, 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 it's, and, it, and it's more along the lines to get them to think, to yeah. get them to think about what they need to do and how, what they need for their needs for ongoing from there. Mm -hmm. uh, again, a lot of the times as well, it's, you know, people say, well, we're getting to a point where, you know, we think in the future, you know, next five, five years, we might not be able to manage stairs or anything like that. And I'm like, okay, so what you're considering right now is you're not, you're, you're, you're actually open to getting a semi-detached two-story house again. Mm -hmm. So why, why would you say that? Because literally I'll be coming back to you in the next four years and sitting saying, oh, we're having to move again, Jim. So why do you not just make one move now and get on with it and just that's what you're looking for? Mm -hmm. And then that's you settled. That's mm -hmm. you got the place you want. Or why do you not find a place with a downstairs? So you, there is a point where you can you can have everything on downstairs. So in other words, you've got a, you've got a shower room downstairs, you've got a bedroom downstairs, or maybe a second reception room you could change to a bedroom. Yeah. Uh, and you've got your living room and your dining room and your, or your dining kitchen downstairs. So everything's mm -hmm. localised on one mm -hmm. stairs, but you have a two-storey in case... In case the grandkids visit, which is which is in the beginning is fantastic and they always do, but as they grow up, they just want to do their own thing. I mean, yeah. my, boy, my boys don't want to go anywhere, more now. <laughs> but that's another story. Well, no, <laughs> it's, like, it's like you know, it's like oh, Spain again, Dad. It's like oh my God, I went on, I was on a plane at first time for at twenty five year old, and you're greeting about going to Spain again. <laughs> I know that's just the way of the world though isn't it you're right and what you say there about people moving and we're talking about that doctors you know we all we always say that people change for circumstances and those circumstances don't change so you know decisions need to be made around that and I had a situation where I was with someone the other day um, and unfortunately her, her partner's passed away and she's now on her own and she feels that the property is remote and then suddenly that person doesn't drive so they're now thinking well hang on I'm like 15-20 minutes from my doctor now how do I get there that's a challenge for me yeah. so actually where I live although I love my home and it functions for me because of what style of house I have hmm. I actually am isolated here now and now that's a problem and it's a worry and a concern so you know I need to think about moving so it's all these circumstances that make people do things and have to make these new choices isn't it yeah a bit of, I mean it's a bit off the track obviously of um, of uh, um, schools and all the rest of it Dave makes a good, really good point as well I mean you know five stars are quite blessed with emergency services um, um, and, and they're not just medical you know for, mm -hmm. for the area we've got mm -hmm. quite a lot and, and it's because it's because we're quite tight-knit we're not mm -hmm. we're not spread out like the highlands and islands um, so we're actually quite tight and five because we're, we're basically separated by two rivers, the River mm -hmm. Tay and the River Forth mm -hmm. um, in between, you know, and so we've, we've only got that finite, which Fife, if anybody's listening and tuning in, is like the dog's head of Scotland. You know, the wee map looks like a dog's head when you see Fife in between Dundee and Edinburgh, mm -hmm. but it sticks and juts out. Anyway. Um, I know so, you're saying we're going off piece, Jim, but we're not really because actually you're making all these choices about the schools as well. But while choosing that school, you also have to look at where's the schools from everywhere else. So it, it is, it's, I, it's quite important. important. The doctors, the dentists, the gyms, the yoga studios, um, and the health and, and wellness, especially especially today's society, we've become more and more aware, and most people want more are more and more aware of the the, the, the things and the lifestyle they want to choose now. Mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. We've got a society now that's grown up where, where successive societies, you know, from the war was basically just survival mm -hmm. <laughs> after that. And then the next generation was was basically, um, you know, we need to work hard in order to build the economy. The next generation came along like ourselves and we were like, OK, we need to stick in and work hard as well. But the next generation is like, OK, we've now got over all these hurdles. We've solved all these problems. We now have it a bit, a bit easier. So what do we need to concentrate on now? So mm -hmm. it's wellness and health. You know, yeah. we've all gone through all these mental traumas and unwellness to to build to where we are now. So this is where this is where the next generation um, it gets the benefit of that, I suppose. You know, I agree. So you should be thankful. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we made that happen. <laughs> well, really, it was everybody that came before me, anyway. I know, I know, I know. It's like you just stand on the edge. I always say it's just as it's just as well my dad was born first. <laughs> <laughs> he did all the hard work yeah well they do and that's what we're here to do isn't it but I think you're right and I think by exploring your surroundings um you're meeting new people you're immersing yourself in your new community you'll soon be part of your neighborhood and that'll feel really comforting and you'll feel right yeah. at home really quickly and so will the children so I think that's really the strong point and it's a good way to kind of wrap that up I think yeah perfect final words for me really 
And for people that want to talk about it, I think um, you need to, if you're thinking about moving or you're planning to get moved or you're moving for schools or anything else, I think it's sooner rather than later. Uh, don't leave speaking to a state agent, speaking to your solicitor or anything like that um, till the very last minute or you like, now we've made a decision. Well, you've not really made a decision because you've got no facts on which to make a decision because you've not even consulted any of the professionals in that industry that are, that are responsible for helping you on that journey. So the key for me is actually make sure you get the facts first, then make a decision rather than actually we've made a decision we're selling a house and then you get the facts and then often I get oh well we've decided not to sell based on the conversation we've had with you I thought yeah. hey I've done my job if you'd got yeah. me earlier you wouldn't need to spend all that time trying to get mm -hmm. to that stage where you were going to be selling mm -hmm. and and you could have saved all your sale that time could have gone on holiday for a week with that hey. time that you saved <laughs> so get 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 the professionals out sooner rather than later um, just to explore the opportunities that are available to you and the options that are available to you as well that's probably my final words on this as well i think my final words really moving schools getting ready do your homework get an a plus and then you'll all be happy <laughs> oh, <nice> one to <laughs> end, <laughs> and on that note it's goodbye from her and goodbye from him <laughs> bye -bye. take care everyone bye